We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talking baseball. And happy to welcome in Koki Riley, LSU baseball and football writer for the Times, Picayune, and The Advocate. Koki, are you in Minute Maid Park right now or you haven't gotten there yet? Koki, you watching the Cajuns uh, beat I down can... the Vanderbilt, <laughs> Vanderbilt Commodores right now? <laughs> um, I'm not in the stadium, but I can see it from my car. Like, I'm uh, parked right now and uh, I don't want to be too noisy for you guys on the outside because, again, we're in the old city here. So, um, but yeah, I can see Minute Maid Park from here. So, Appreciate yeah. it. I, I kind of overemphasize the beatdown. It's a three to two game in the top of the six, so we're probably going to see the game start <laughs> around. You know, I would imagine seven thirty to eight o'clock with this highly anticipated, as you kind of said yourself, Koki, the best non-conference matchup LSU will play all weekend. An opponent in the Texas Longhorns, the number fourteen team in the country, and the pitching matchup tonight, Koki, you were right on that too. Luke, Luke Holman gets the start for the Tigers, and he's going against uh, LeBaron Johnson. Uh, for Texas, who was a second-team All-American pitcher last year. He's off to a great start again this year. I think we're going to see some excellent pitching tonight. Yeah, um, I expect a really low-scoring game. And whoever starter comes out first, I think that's going to be like a big indicator. Um, I know Texas heading into the year had some, had some, I guess, some questions about their bullpen. So I, I think if LSU can get Johnson out of the game, you know, by the fifth or sixth inning, I think that's a good sign for LSU. Um, but they're going to have to rely on uh, Luke Holman in the meantime quite a bit because uh, Holman's been their best starter, and uh, he, he should be the guy getting the ball in this game. But at the same time, like this is a big task. right? Remember, Texas is easily the best team LSU's played so far this year. So it's going to be a really fun matchup, and I'm really excited to see how, uh, I, I guess, every uh, how LSU just sort of reacts to you know, you know on, on each side of the ball. Before we delve more into the Tigers, Koki, what do you know about this Texas Longhorn squad coming into this matchup? Yeah, uh, not the greatest offensive team, but they have some veterans in the order, and they should be a little bit stronger offensively than they were last year. Uh, LeBron Johnson, uh, as you mentioned, um, very, uh, very, very talented starting pitcher. Pitcher, the starting pitching, and really their pitching in general has been excellent this year. Uh, last weekend against Cal Poly, they shut him out in all three games in a sweep. Um, didn't put up a ton of runs in that series, but it didn't matter. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, and they also swept St. John's on Tuesday. I they also beat St. John's on Tuesday, excuse me. So, uh, yeah, this is a pretty good Texas team and, uh, definitely, you know, a top 15 ish team in the country and, and it's just a quality test for, uh, LSU today. Okay, I know, too, uh, Jay Johnson spoke about how uh, there's a lot of LSU recruits in the area. He expects attending the game uh, to and that, you know, hopefully the action that they see entices them to stay as uh, college uh, recruits and not end up going to the MLB. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kate Aramibe is a, 
there's definitely a name and a big catcher and uh, somebody that, you know, could really help out LSU next season with Travinsky and Malazzo um, out of eligibility. So um, I, I guess you hope if you're LSU, maybe this game can help convince a kid like that to come to LSU and not um, go straight to Major League Baseball, which is uh, something that could very well happen with, with a kid like Cade because he's just that talented and, that's kind of the that's kind of good, that's going to be kind of the theme um, if we if we're looking forward to the summer, right? Because uh, LSU has the number one recruiting class in the nation, twenty twenty four, but we don't know how many of these guys are just going to end up um, going pro anyway. So I think that's going to be a big question mark um, as, as we uh, once the season ends. But I guess for now, there's still a long time before between now and June or July, right? So. Um, but you know, tonight's a uh, tonight's going to be a good is a good recruiting uh, is a good night is a good opportunity for you know some good recruiting for LSU and Johnson talked about that a good bit so far. Cookie, I know that this is looking a little bit back, and I do want to preview the weekend in total because I think Texas, Texas State, and UL are all going to be great tests for LSU just based off how good the Sun Belt has been in baseball recently, and I mean kind of historically as well, but. Uh, looking back at what happened on Wednesday night against Rice and what Kate Anderson did, he's now 2-0 on the season. He had a season-high five innings pitched, and he had three runs. None were given up on three hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts on 82 pitches. And just what have you seen so far from the freshman left-handed pitcher? I mean, he was the number two, I think, ranked prospect in the state of Louisiana uh, coming out, and he goes to LSU. He gets the, the first weekend start, the final game of the four-game series, and then he gets a midweek start for a second one. And he's looked really, really solid so far. I think, you know, he's going to be a name that's going to keep coming up if he keeps pitching this well as a guy that could be competing for a weekend rotation spot. Absolutely. Um, there was a lot of strikes. Um, and the fact that he's able to pound the zone and look this, this comfortable doing it, despite being out for basically the last two years, last year and a half, due to Tommy John surgery, had his, his junior year of high school. Like, it's pretty impressive. And um, I, I, if it weren't for his injury, I, I think there was a pretty good chance that he would have just gone off to Major League Baseball because I think for this sure. kid is that talented. Jay Johnson thought that was going to be the case if um, it weren't for the injury. And the injury sort of opened up the possibility of him coming to LSU, and he came to LSU, and here he is. And um, very talented kid. Uh, lefty, as you said, he's a nice little curveball as well. Didn't really show that a lot in the Rice game because, they had, because Rice had trouble catching up to his fastball. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was just a just a really excellent performance against for him against Rice, uh, which is a team that actually beat UL two out of three games last weekend. So, um, I know Rice didn't have its best pitching against LSU, and I think that's the reason why the game got so out of hand. Um, that combined with LSU, you know, having a guy like Kay Anderson, um, even though Kay Anderson is only their fourth if it's starter, he's still, you know, his most weekend starters at that level. Uh, so, yeah, like it's um, – He's he's just really impressive, and and, and I can't wait to see him, you know, potentially being the like in the main in the main top three of the rotation, um, either next year or at the very least the year after that. Yeah, baseball's a little bit weird like that, Koki. I mean, you know that. But looking at this Tigers yeah. offense heading into this matchup against Texas, as we said, LeBaron Johnson, a former second-team All-American just this past year, All-Big 12 member, and that's before, obviously, Texas is going to the SEC, but he is like your top-line ace guy for this Texas pitching staff that, as you said, had blanked Cal Poly for three straight games last weekend, uh, which is hard to do at any level. We talked with Scott Sanders, a former MLB pitcher, and he talked about the Tigers' offense and the way that they've produced runs so far, it's a little bit different from what you saw last year. Last year, it was a lot of home runs, well, a lot of strikeouts as well from last year's lineup. This year, they've gotten on base a lot via the walk, via the hit-by-pitch, um, and just getting runners across with good hitting with runners in scoring position. Um, it's not as 
big of home run numbers as you may have seen from last year. Uh, but I think that the Tigers are kind of adjusting to what they have on this year's offensive staff. Yeah, um, I think with this year's offense, it's about finding that consistency, right? Because they've had a lot of walks this year, and they've been able to draw a good number of them. But you kind of expect that when you're going up against this level of competition. It's just a matter of just trying to do that consistently. Um, and th- there have been games and times this season where they just haven't done that consistently at all, and games where they've only had three hits and games where they're swinging too early and counts. And um, that hasn't happened in the last two games, which is a good sign, but you're also going up against, again, like uh, Rice's, you know, Rice's fourth game in six days, so they don't have their best pitching staff. And you're also going up against Stony Brooks, um, the lesser of their pitchers after four games in four days. So uh, that's so like you're expected to do that. And what they've done the last two days is what you should be doing if you're the number two team in the country or the number three team in the country like LSU is. Um, it's just, can you do that against the Texas of the world? We don't know. And we'll see tonight. Like that's why tonight's so interesting is can they sort of, can they work counts? Um, can they take advantage of mistake pitches? Things that last year's offense just did such a good job of, even though last year's offense, as you said, probably had more power than this year's, this year's offense. But I wouldn't say this year's offense is like totally power. Power isn't like a huge issue. I don't think with them because, there's still some guys who who are at least potential double-digit home run guys that not have done it before already. So, um, and when you have Tommy Well, like that helps a lot. So, yeah, like I, I I'm just it, it's just you know, the sticking to an approach, sticking to a plan, staying patient. You know, working at bats, like working pitch counts, and you know, length innings. Like that's sort of like the that's sort of the, the formula when it comes to LSU's offense under Jay Johnson and. Um, and, and can and I think tonight's a really good test to see if they can do that against some top level competition. Yeah, with LeBaron Johnson, LBJ, the you know starting pitcher for Texas. If I remember correctly, I was looking back at it. I think they faced him last year when they faced Texas in that midweek game where Gavin Dugas hit the yes. three-run home run and they won. And he went five innings pitched without giving up a single run. I think three hits allowed in that matchup against the Tigers offense. Once again, it's a different Tigers offense this year around. But what's your kind of general expectation for the Tigers heading into this game tonight against you know such an elite top-level ace of this Texas pitching staff? Ooh. Um, I – I think if you're an LSU fan, like I said, you, you hope that they you know work out to get Johnson out of the game relatively early. Like you don't want him to do seven innings on you know 85 pitches and have him shut down your order for the entire. Like that's that, like that's the worst case scenario. If that happens, they're probably losing this game because um, it's going to be hard for Luke Holman to throw a shutout through six seven innings against an off- against a team that's this good. So I. Since it's probably going to be low scoring, your your, your offense has got to get to the sort to the underbelly of that Texas bullpen. And like I said earlier, that Texas bullpen doesn't have a lot of established terms. So I'm so I I, I think in, in order to you know get some runs up on the board in this game, you, you got to get that Texas bullpen as quickly as can. And um and and I and I know for I I I almost know for a fact that Jay Johnson's been preaching that to his team last few days. Koki, as uh, Charlie mentioned early on, you called it uh, last time we talked to you with Holman getting the start today. Has Jay Johnson said anything to the fact of having to push Thatcher Hurd's start back a day? No, because um, the announcement came after, like, out, uh, well after his availability yesterday, so we haven't heard anything from him since. Um, gotcha. But, you know, I, I think it'll be good for Thatcher to 
get a start against UL, which is still a solid team that made the NCAA tournament last year, but isn't necessarily Texas. So, um, yeah, and, and I think he's, he is trending, I think, generally in the right direction because I thought his second start was, was better than his, um, than his first start. So, yeah, I, I, you know, he, he, he's really talented. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes the Friday night starter again at some point this season. So, um, either way, though, like, this is Luke Coleman's game, and it'll be really interesting to see how he, how, uh, he performs tonight against a really good team. And then Cookie, as Gage Jump kind of continues working in his way into a full-on starting role, uh, you'd expect him to go against Texas State on, on Sunday? Yeah. Um, I think Gage Jump is probably the favorite for the Texas State game, if I had to make a guess. Um, and they're going to want to – I mean, the fact that they started him last Thursday and he threw uh, upwards of 50-something pitches, I think that's a really good sign for where his, where his, where his body's at at the moment. So, you know, they, they're just trying to – they've been trying to be pretty cautious with him and his ramp back up because, again, he's missed so much time with the Tommy John injury. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would, that, would, that would be my expectation as well. Koki, looking at the uh, Tigers' bullpen, and I know you just wrote about this guy. What can you tell us about Fidel Uloa? Uh, Uloa. Been a nice surprise for the Tigers. Yes, Fidel Uyoa. Uyoa, um, okay. He's, Uyoa. Yes, Uyoa. Uh, <laughs> we're still getting used to that here. We're gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get it down by the end of the season. Definitely, for sure. Us. If um, he keeps pitching this well, absolutely. <laughs> yes, exactly. And yeah, I, I mean, I just did a whole story on him, and I, it was really, it was really interesting to see he uh, when he first showed up at uh, Delta Community College. He was kind of the opposite of what he is today. Um, his he was still pretty talented and had a fastball up around ninety miles an hour, but. Um, needed a lot of physical and mental development in terms of just maturing on really both ends of that. Um, he really had never seen a weight room before, so they they got him to really sort of work on his lower half and it, it just get a lot more stronger, a lot more explosive um, in his lower half. Uh, and then mentally, he just got nervous pretty easily, especially in bigger spots. And, you know, if he walked a guy, things would sort of spiral from him and um, that the staff at Delta Community College is a, it's a high level uh, uh, junior college, especially in California. So I, they did a really good job of just developing and honing his um, potential and sort of getting him to where he's at today. Like uh, before, he wasn't really a strike thrower. Now he throws strikes all the time. Before he wasn't very poised. Now he's one of the most poised pitchers on LSU's team. So it, it's it's a really cool development story and the work and the work that he put in at at, um, at Delta Community College and uh, yeah so that story's out right now at theadvocate.com and I'm not going to say too too much more about it because I don't want to spoil the whole thing so <laughs> yeah Cookie another guy that had a great performance against Rice obviously Brady Neal goes two for four with two home runs I think he's up to three on the season so far he had five RBI yes. in that, that game. Uh, just what he's provided the Tigers' offense so far. He's been a little bit inconsistent at the plate, but man, when he's on, he mm. is—he's fantastic. Uh, and I know Coach Johnson's exactly. got high praise for him too. Exactly. When he's on, he's on. And, and I think, at least for me, like I want to see him be more consistent. If you're an LSU fan, I think you want to see him just you know go a week hitting 400, or go you know two weeks hitting uh, 50, or with five home runs, right? Like, I think you want to see that consistency of that consistency when it comes to um, producing at the plates, because so far that he's had two great games and he's been pretty quiet outside of that. And he's had a couple games here and there, 
um, just because, you know, he's a catcher and you don't want to wear out the guy early in the season. But at the same time, like, I, I think trying to him trying to find that consistency at the plate's got to be uh, – that's the next step in his development to become – uh, a really, a really great catcher at the college level because he has the potential to do that. I mean, remember this is a guy who could have been drafted uh, straight out of high school and decides to come to LSU anyway. Um, he's a younger guy. I mean, he came to LSU. I, he went up a grade and still got drafted despite going up a grade. So uh, it kind of gives you an idea how talented he is. And um, he's not the biggest guy, but he's he's built and he seems just a lot more stronger this season. The ball's coming off his bat, uh, it, you know, a, a lot more firmer than it did a year ago where it sort of seemed like he had trouble putting the ball in the air and driving it. And, and now it doesn't seem like an issue for him at all. Uh, I mean, look at a home run, the second run he had against Rice the other night. I mean, that thing hit off the top of the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's a very talented guy. And, and I think they need uh, him, Jared Jones, Paxton Kling stepping up for, for if those guys step up this season this team can easily make it to Omaha and uh, he's definitely obviously he's a big piece of that trio. Koki I'm, I'm kind of reviewing an early season trend and I don't think this might be the way for tonight but correct me if I'm wrong the first two times Holman's pitched it's been Travinsky catching him correct? Um, I think the first game was well, no I think you're, you might be right the first thing, the first start was definitely Travinsky, and I think the second start was Travinsky as well. So um, my, my point is with yeah. Brady Neal, going back to him, like even if Travinsky's catching him, you definitely want to see Neal as a DH potentially building off of what he did on Wednesday. Yeah, I think you want your best bats in, in a night like tonight where you're going up against such a good pitcher and, and LeBron Johnson. And um, and you're going to get all the offense you can get in a game like this tomorrow They'll probably go to Alex Malazzo. I mean, I'd be shocked if he doesn't start one of these three games, um, or if he comes to the game late tonight, just so they can close it out uh, with 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 the extra defense. They bend to Polt as well um, for the infield and the infield. So, yeah, like I, I, yeah, that, that would be my expectation. If Travinsky's catching tonight, then then would be the DH. Koki, curious about your thoughts on a guy, Josh Pearson. We've seen a little bit of pop from the bat, but he definitely struggling at the, at the plate with his batting average. Yeah, again, he has not been very consistent at the plate so um, far this season as well. Um, the worst game, I don't think it was terrible. I think I've walked maybe once or twice. I mean, everyone walked in that game, so probably chalked that up for everyone. But anyway, um, he's... Yeah, I mean, he's he has kind of struggled at the beginning of the season the last the, his first two years as well, and it was kind of important for him at least to get off to a hot start this year, uh, but that just hasn't been the case so far. So he's definitely going to be a guy to keep an eye out for as the season goes along. And because um, remember, two years ago his freshman year, he was one of their best hitters at the end of the season, and last year he struggled at the start of the year, wasn't really a starter. And then by the end of the season, was starting for a team that won the College World Series and had a couple of big hits along the way. So he's a guy that sort of he's a guy that seems like who sort of gets better as the season goes along. And um, and so I, you know, if he's still struggling a week from today, I, I you know I wouldn't fret too much if I were an LSU fan, basically. That's Koki Riley. You can check out his work at the Times Picayune, the Advocate, and of course Nola.com. Appreciate you giving us some time uh, being our man on the scene in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure boys thank you so much thanks Koki
That's Cokie Riley, LSU baseball and football writer for the Times Picky Unit and the Advocate. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 